what you're saying to us and be challenged and encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi. Great, just to add to what Adam said, be nice, please. Thank you. Um, tonight, I'm going to be talking about the seasons of your life, the times, the trials, the fun times. We're going to start with Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 11. For every everything, there is a season and every time for every matter under heaven, I promise I can read. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There's a lot of time. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the busyness that, or the business that God has given the children of man to be with, busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot, cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. So... There's a lot of time in our lives, and it's all very important. It's the time in our friendships, in our lives, in our relationships, in our productivity. Um, but Jesus went through these seasons too. Jesus fasted. He worked. He ministered. He went through them as well. So it is our responsibility to go through them as well. So the basic seasons that you'll hear in church, if you ever go to church once in your life, is busyness, rest, singleness, waiting, working, tests and trials, seasons of spiritual prosperity, spiritual dryness, and spiritual warfare. But all of those are unbelievably important to our prosperity as Christians. So fun story, I do high school theater and it's a lot of work. And so we had our fall show and I was two leads, not just one, two, and it was a lot of work. And we had six weeks to put in a two act play together so it was rehearsals every day until five and it was busy and I would come here afterwards or I would go to holy or I would go to church on weekends it was a lot while also trying to maintain relationships and friendships um well funny story the last show was on Saturday night and our rehearsals for our next show were on Monday after school so we got no time to rest in between shows and I auditioned I got the part it was fun I was so excited and I was praying about it one night, and I was like, hmm, I said that I wouldn't do this, and now I'm here because it's too busy. And I did it, and I hated it, and I was like, well, now I have to drop it because God's telling me to drop it because it wasn't safe for me. It wasn't good for me because I didn't have the time. I, didn't, I wasn't pouring into Jesus as much as I should have been during those times because I didn't have the time. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll drop the musical. So I dropped the musical, and so now I've been in kind of a season of rest and kind of pouring more into Oli than anything else, and it's been so fruitful. I've been digging into my relationships and my friendships with my parents. My friendships with my parents have gotten so much better in this time, and it's, like, beautiful because I actually see them. Um, so they're all important. Don't forget that. Our seasons, our time are times that are incomplete and sometimes off our path. So you might have a goal for yourself. You might be trying to go somewhere in your life, but that's not where God has you going. So he's going to take you off that path. He's going to take you somewhere else. He's going to 
um, go, cause you to go into a different season that you weren't quite ready for. So you may be doing so much. You might be in like nine sports and fine arts, whatever you're doing. But God might be like, hey, maybe don't play that sport this year. And that's going to suck for some of you, but it's so important. But during that, it is important to no matter what, stay consistent in your faith, prayer, and scripture reading. So no matter where you are, no matter how busy you are, you need to keep praying. You need to keep reading your Bible every day, even if it's just 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes, open your Bible. It's so fruitful, I promise. That was my rule when I was so busy for Paul's show was open my Bible for 10 minutes. Even if I read two words, it was better than nothing. <laughs> um, and then, so our seasons are meant to be fruitful. Our seasons are supposed to give us what we need for the path that we're going down. So they might not be the fruits that you expect to get because your path might not be God's path for your life, but it's unbelievably important that you listen and then go for it. So it can be exactly not what you want, but God's plan is better, I promise. If he puts you there, he will love you through it and he will get you through it. There is nothing too big for God and he will not put you in a place that you can't get out of it. Um, the next thing is be open to God's will, 100%. Whatever you're doing, always want God's will above yours. Be attentive to what God is saying to you. Always be praying, what's next, God? Where am I going? Um, meld to the will of God, the will of God. You, your will, you might think it's cool, but it's not. It's God's will, 100%. And so you need to meld your life to what God has to say. Um, but trust your path. Like, it might not be fully lit up. You might not see the end. You might, you might be in a fork in a road, and you might not see the end of one side, but God has you called down it. Go. I promise God will pull you, and he will love you, and he will keep you through it. And then be actively praying over your current and next seasons. So your season right now is important to you, but also be praying about the season you're about to go into and be praying God, why am I about to go into this season? God, I pray for over my future self, God, that if it's not the season that I want myself to be in, that it's fruitful, that it's perfect, that it's amazing for who I am going to become in his word. Um, so this might take you out of your comfort zone. You might lose opportunities. When I dropped out of the musical, I was not promised any more leads. That sucks, but it's all for God's will. Um, it could be against our wills, again, our wills are not it. It's God's will. Always remember that Jesus lost his life so you can lose an opportunity. Jesus lost his life for the will of God. You can lose a sport or two for the will of God. And lastly, before I call up Riley, um, we have meaning and purpose to the kingdom. Our lives, each individual one, has been hand-chosen for our God's glory. So don't be afraid because God has put you, he has hand-placed you, he has handwritten your story, he knows exactly where you're going, and you have nothing to be fearful of. Um, even if it's dry or prosperous, so you might be in the driest season ever, you might never hear from God, but that's okay because I promise the next season that is prosperous is going to make you appreciate the moments that you don't feel God as much. And it's going to uh, give you the resources to talk to people who, in later days who are in their dry seasons. And then my very last point is be consistent and have faith. Because no matter what, God's got it. And he is consistent, so we should be consistent with him because he wants our relationship. All right.
So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to call up, oh, Riley Barr. That's casual. All right, God, I pray over our next seasons, God. I pray that you would just um, be prosperous through them, that you would love us through them, and that you would um, guide us through them, God. I pray over Riley in his sermon, God. Um, do great things among him, and let it not be his words, but yours, God. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be talking about why it's important to read, which I know is very exciting. But um, more importantly, I'm going to be talking about why it's important to read if you want to evangelize. So can you get that verse up there, Mike? Sorry, Matthew 28, 19. Thank you. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So... This is Jesus talking to Christians here, and he's telling them to evangelize, basically. And evangelize basically means to tell people about Jesus and lead them to Jesus. So when he calls us to evangelize, that means that we're, it requires us to know his word and be able to, um, dude, this is, there's so much people in here. So when we tell people about Jesus, it, even though he's told us to as Christians, so we're required to evangelize as Christians, we're not going to do it out of fact that he tells us to, but because of the love and grace that he's shown us, now we can't help but tell people about what he's done for us. But we can't um, tell people about Jesus if we don't know that much about him ourselves. So for, to know more about him, we need to read the word. So I'm going to do three points of why. We need to read to evangelize. And point number one is it builds faith and deepens our relationship with Jesus. Jesus. So um, the more you, I'm reading the wrong one. The more you learn about him, the deeper the relationship's going to be. And that's kind of the most important thing about our faith is having a relationship with God. And when we read the stories of what the great things God's done, like um, raise people from the dead and stuff, it's going to stir faith in our own hearts for what he can do in our own lives. And when you're filled with faith, it eradicates fear. Because, like, if you notice that camp, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not, you're not scared to tell people about Jesus because you're kind of having in your mind what's more important, and that's God's will. And also, God speaks to us most clearly when we're reading his word. Like, it's literally his, he breathed out that word, and our, the Holy Spirit will highlight things that, apply to our lives at certain times. Um, the next thing is we read it to gain knowledge and wisdom. We need to have a firm understanding of the Bible and understand why things are the way they are. Can you get the next verse up there? It's 1 Peter 3.15. I'm going to skip the first part. It says, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a good reason for the hope that is in you. So basically he's saying, be prepared to tell people why you believe in Jesus and be able to tell them about Jesus. You don't want to tell, like in middle school, I didn't know much about the Bible, but I knew what God calls to do. So I would like try and tell people about Jesus. Then they would ask questions and I didn't know. Well, like, I don't know. He's just the right answer. So 
And that's not what we want to do. We want to know our God. And we also want, and it, when we know more about him, we're going to be confident in what we have to say. We're not going to be uh, insecure and timid about telling people the truth, but we're going to be confident because we know that we know that it's true. The next point is it builds faith. No, wrong one. I already said that one. It changes your perspective and others' perspective of you. So when you're consistently reading the Bible, your thoughts are going to be centered more on, more on the Word and God. And when your thoughts are centered on it, it's going to change your actions. You're going to start acting more like Jesus. Um, what you put into your soul is what's going to come out. So in your conversations, you'll start talking more about God. You'll be more comfortable with His Word. And you won't be influenced as easy when you have the word on, when you are consistently putting the truth in your heart. Because when you neglect reading the Bible, you don't have like a firm foundation what's right and wrong. So, I mean, it's really important to be reading. And things that will happen if you neglect reading, um, I know you may notice that some of these things have happened in your own life or, ha- or is happening currently. I know they've happened to mine, but... One is your mind will wander a lot more towards selfishness and sin. So when you neglect reading the word, you're not going to have, you know, the truth in your mind and your heart. And then you're going to start. Then humans naturally lean towards selfishness, not what Jesus is like when he was holy and servant-hearted. And then also you get influenced a lot easier because when you're not consistently putting the truth in, you can't, it's easy to lie to yourself so you could be like, oh, I'll do this one little thing, it'll be fine. But then it leads to another thing, another thing, soon you could find yourself doing something you wouldn't have thought you would be doing a year ago. Then another thing is that your faith is much weaker. When you're not seeing the great things God's done, you're not confident what he'll do in your own life. And that's really important is to have strong faith in what God can do. Otherwise, how are you going to be confident to tell someone about Jesus if you're not confident in him? So basically, what I'm trying to say is if you want to be able to tell people about Jesus, you got to know your stuff, and you got to be confident in who he is. Otherwise, what are we doing? We want to know what we're talking about. So if you want to have an impact and be a difference maker, it starts with reading his word. So I'm going to pray now and then get JoJo. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, God, I pray that we would all dive into your word and we'd be confident in who you are. I pray that we would be able to gain, grow in knowledge and wisdom and we'd be able to trust in you. I pray for Jojo that he would do a good job and you would speak through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello. How's everybody doing? Let's give it up for Riley and Katie one more time. They absolutely killed it. All right. So tonight I'm going to be talking about God's calling on our present and what he calls us to do, not just in the rest of our lives, what's coming, but what he calls us to do right now. Because I think a lot of us at our age especially, we can like get into the mindset that our God's calling for us is in the future, years from now. But I want to just uh, stress the idea that we are, excuse me, able to be used by God now and uh, make an impact in uh, his kingdom. Um, so I'm going to start by reading Matthew 6, 33, 34. Is it going to be up there or do I have to? Oh, okay. 
Um, so it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the days is its own trouble. So obviously, it's okay to think about and plan ahead for your future, but also don't get so caught up in it where you're basing your faith off of what you're going to do years from now. You need to be waking up in the morning not thinking what is going to happen tomorrow, but what am I going to do today, and what is God calling me to do today? And just getting in that mindset and just being in God's presence daily, not thinking about it ahead is so important. And, you know, who knows, maybe God will call you to something one day that you never would have thought that you would have, um, like, that you never would have expected that he would call you to. So um, a couple years ago, while I was pre preparing to speak, I uh, remembered this uh, moment when I was, like, about 10, I think. Um, I was listening to this podcast with my dad. And uh, they were talking about this man named Steve Ells. And this man, Steve Ells, he wanted to, um, he wanted to open a five-star restaurant, right? But the only problem was that he didn't have the money to do it. So he opened a, uh, he opened a small burrito joint called Chipotle. <laughs> not expecting it to go anywhere just to get some money. So you might not expect it. You might not expect what God can do in your present. You might be thinking of something in the future. But God can impact your present and blossom something out of that you, that you might never you might never expect and it might seem confusing sometimes like it's hard to trust God but you just have to trust him and your thoughts and opinions about where God might be calling you could change because we're human and you we aren't perfect and we can't always understand what God's telling us but God's opinion will always stay the same because his is right and just spending time in his presence helps us more understand him and we're never going to completely understand God fully but spending the time with him will help us, uh, help us get closer to understanding God. Um, and uh, I just have like this picture. It's, I, I should have sent a picture to y'all so I could explain it easier, but just bear with me. So I just had like this, uh, this picture of like uh, a small cabin, I guess, on a small island in the middle of the ocean, right? And so it has like this small foundation. And whenever you spend time with God, it's like adding, adding rocks to the outer rim, like expanding it. And when you take time away from God and put your uh, time and energy into sinful patterns or other things, it's like taking those rocks away. And at this young age where we, take, where we can take advantage of adding more rocks from a young age, building up our foundation, then it's going to, when the waves come and hit, it's going to, it's still going to make an impact, but it's going to make the impact less because we, we have such a good foundation built in God. Um, and uh, while our, um, our own individual callings are so important, it's also... Uh, important to look at what God calls for all of us. Um, so I'm going to read Luke 10, 25 to 28. And behold, a lawyer stood up and put him and uh, stood up to put him to the test, saying, "Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?" He said to him, "What is written in the law? How do you read it?" And he answered, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, with all your mind, and as your neighbor yourself." And he said to him, "You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live." So. Um, loving God is just the key to what we need to be uh, living in our everyday lives. It's what we need to be identified by as the church. We can be split up in so many different things like politics or our ideologies, but the thing that we need to be centered by and that we need to represent ourselves by is that we all love God. And uh, certain like people in the world can teach that it is most important above all to follow the law of God. And while that is extremely important, Without loving God, there's going to be no motivation to follow his law, and there's going to be no motivation to just follow that. And with God's love, there's forgiveness involved in it, because we're not human. We're not going to always, we're going to fall short. 
but um, I mean, I've heard stories of just like people that have gone to church and gotten traumatized because they've like been called up and had to share their sin in front of the whole congregation, which is, that's, that's not from God. That's God teaches forgiveness instead of that. God teaches that we need to love him above all else. Um, and yeah, just on the last thing, just this small thing, but just remember when you do open your heart up to being servant, uh, to serving the community and being servant hearted, just remember to also take time for your personal relationship with God. Cause I've experienced getting so caught up in trying to help with the community or just help other people that you can forget to work on yourself and you can slowly, it can slowly eat at you and get you really tired and put you into patterns of life that you don't want to be living, which I've experienced, and I'm sure many people here have, and it's just something to avoid. It's always, it's not a selfish thing. Just always be remembering to take care of yourself and your relationship with God. Um, so three things, focus on the uh, pre- focus on the present, focus on what God wants you to do now. Always be thinking about that. Wake up with the mindset, what do you want me to do today? Not, you can think about the, the future, but what do you want me to do today? Because today's a new day, and you've called me to do things today. Um, and uh, remember to take time for yourself, like I said, and love the Lord above all else because that is the key to life. That is the key to living for God is loving him above all else. And all the other side things, the, the law of God, like all that stuff, that comes with loving God. That creates a strive to follow that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to pray for us real fast. All right. Levi, you want to you wanna come up here so I can pray for you? Levi Swain, come to the stage. All right, I'm going to pray for Levi real fast. All right. Uh, Dear God, I pray that we would um, take this stuff from this message and we would really apply it into our lives and that we would be living for the today and your uh, calling for us and that we would understand that though we may be young, we can take advantage of that and build our foundations. And uh, I pray for Levi as he speaks. I pray that he would uh, speak with confidence, that he wouldn't be uh, nervous, even though probably is i know i am (laughs) um and i just pray that uh you know he would deliver your word through you in jesus name amen well i am a little bit nervous but um today i'm focusing on like boldness and um specifically like boldness in your faith and not like boldness to go like make new friends or something because you could deal with that later but um (laughs) I know that it could be very scary to go, like, pray for someone or go, like, even lift your hands up during worship in front of some people that you don't want to. But um, for me, some of the most scary things that I've done is, like, I went and I prayed for this one dude. And he was, like, I didn't know who he was. He was, like, a full-grown man. And I was just super scared. But I felt like God wanted me to pray for him. So then I finally, like, got the courage to go pray for him. And it almost, like, took a weight off my shoulders. And it actually helped him a lot. I showed him a verse and stuff. And... He asked for it after the prayer in it. But um, what I did at that moment is I, like, set conditions with God. I was like, hey, um, if you really want me to pray for him, then have his left hand up while he's worshiping. And I did that with, like, five different things just because I was scared to go pray for him because I didn't know who he was. And uh, it's basically I, I do not recommend that. It's not the greatest <laughs> thing. But um, it's just what I did because I was nervous and I was pretty scared. And um, the, I think the reason why we should be bold is because it can help others get close to God, like our friends and our family, and it could help them a lot with their problems because I've helped people, I think, I hope so. But um, even if you're like a new Christian or like you're younger, like a sixth grader, I guess, in here, 
And uh, you can still help people, like the older people, or even like Adam. He's the top dog in here, but you can still help him if you're new to here. And there's a verse. It's Acts 4, verse 13. It says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that, he, or that they had been led by Jesus. And I think it really goes along with Adam's quote that says, make others look like geniuses. And um, I feel like that's what we should really be doing in our boldness is helping others look like geniuses. So then they want to come here and be like, okay, I want to be a genius like them. <laughs> so this is like what, how it started for me, like how I kind of started to step up in my boldness and faith is the first time I lifted my hands up for worship because I was super scared at that time my brother was in youth with me, and um, he's just my older brother, so I was kind of scared, but uh, I just, like, lifted my hands up, and it felt great doing that for the first time, and I just, like, kind of let go on what people were thinking about me while I was worshiping, and it just helped a lot. Apparently, no one really noticed, like, no one said anything to me, which was good, because I'd rather it not happen, <laughs> but it felt great, and um I would be, like, like if I was listening to this, I'd be wondering on how to know when to share, which my answer for that is you don't know, really. You just kind of have to go with it. And um, God's not just going to, like, text you on your phone, like, hey, go pray for this person in the blue shirt. You just kind of have to go with him and trust him, and he's going to guide you on where to go and who to pray for and exactly what to say. But if you're going to go pray for someone, I would recommend making sure that it's God telling you to pray for someone and not just you wanting to go, like, Oh, look at me. I'm going to go pray for someone. I'm not scared. So just make sure that he is with you and he's leading you. And, like, he's speaking through you, not you speaking. And I know that you could get nervous doing that. So if you are nervous, one thing that I would do is I'd get a friend to go with me, someone that I trust, and we'd go pray for someone together. Or, like, if I'm praying for someone I don't really know that well, I'll get one of their friends to go with me so it's more comfortable for me and them. And, um... And don't miss the opportunity. Like, even if you're scared, don't miss the opportunity because I've done that many times and it really sucked after just knowing that I could have helped someone and I didn't help them. So if there's anything that I really want you to take out of this message, it's that you just need to go for it and trust in God. Like, just be bold, go, and just help whoever you can because no one's going to judge you as much as you think they are. You judge yourself the most. So just ju dive in. So you had four of your own share, and I think it's quite amazing just in terms of what they're calling us to. Calling us to follow the season that God has you in whatever that is, whether you like it or not, to follow that season, to follow, uh, to be able to be bold and step out. And the way you do that is by understanding what God's word says about who he is and says who he is and reading that and staying consistent in that. And the reason behind that, staying true to the calling that you called you to and being bold in that calling and stepping out consistently. So I think that's a challenge for all of us. It's a challenge for me. I mean, there's times when God asks, you know, you'll be like, I'm just going to get a cheeseburger. You know, I don't want to pray for anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I see people all the time. I just want a cheeseburger. That's all I want. You walk in, there's a cheeseburger, and God's going, 
that person over there needs some prayer. Well, great, you can take care of it. I got my cheeseburger, you know. <laughs> it's a boldness for all of us, encouragement for all of us to walk in the season, the calling that God has us in, to be bold in that place. And the best thing you need to do to stir that faith is to stay in his word. I'm going to ask you to stand now. We're going to sing in just a moment. Spend some time worshiping. And there are some of you in this room. I'm just going to say it straight. You've been coming for a while. But I don't know if you've actually stepped out and said, you know what? I'm following Jesus. My life is changing from this point forward. Some of you in the room have friends that have been coming for a while. And you're not sure they even know Jesus. Can I ask you to be bold tonight? And step out, maybe you and another friend, and just go ask them during the prayer and worship time. Hey, do you know Jesus? Can we pray for you? There's some of you tonight that you know God's been calling you to be more bold. He's calling you in this season to step out of your comfort zone, to be more involved. Not only to be involved, but to... To, to throw yourself into things of Jesus. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause some relationships around you to become ruffled a bit. Maybe some of your friends won't want to hang around you as much. You know that and you haven't stepped out because of that because you're afraid of losing. So great what Katie said, Jesus lost his life to follow the will of the Father. What's anything compared to that? Maybe tonight's the night you need to step out and say, all right, I'll respond to your calling, Jesus. Whatever it is, whatever you're calling me to, tonight's the night I'm going to give it all. What's the challenge to you? Maybe some of you haven't been, you haven't read the Word at all, you haven't read, you don't even read the Bible. Like, why don't we even read the Read the Bible? What the heck's that for? Well, I think Riley laid it out quite clear, you know, just to get to know Jesus. How are you going to share who Jesus is? You don't even know who He is. Because you're not reading about Him, understanding what He taught, understanding the life of those who lived around Him. And tonight, you would need to make a commitment that tonight, from this night, I'm going to get some friends of mine, and we're going to read together regularly. I want people to hold me accountable to read regularly together. We've got this great thing on the phone now. It's called an app, in case you didn't know that. Got a great thing on the phone now. It's called video calling. You know that? You can stay in your room and read the Bible together with your friends. You don't have to be in their house. What an amazing thing that. Instead of talking about guys and girls all night long on the phone, you can actually call and talk about Jesus and read the scripture together. Yeah, it's a challenge. But those are the challenges that your peers have laid out in front of you tonight. And I believe God's speaking. What are you going to respond to? What are you going to respond to? Now, who am I going to ask this? A bit strange, a bit different. We're going to ask tonight that, that not to come forward to worship, okay? I'm going to ask you to stay where you are just for a few moments. I believe when there's a challenge of something being called out, laid out in front of us, or something of us stepping out into it and making it known, hey, I'm responding. In front of everybody in this room, I'm responding tonight. Don't let fear get in the way. Be bold and courageous because Jesus is calling. So if you're responding to anything God's placed in your heart tonight, a calling over your life, responding to Jesus for the first time, responding to consistently reading the word, responding to something he's calling you to be involved in. If that's you tonight, as we start to sing, I want you to come and I want you to stand right here. You four that preach tonight, why don't you come stand? Come here. Come here from Shannon across the front here. These four amazing students, you're going to place them.
your students are standing here and they're going to pray with you tonight when you respond to what Jesus is doing. Let's just see what He's calling you to. If there's a whole bunch of us that to respond to this stuff, I'm going to ask some of the other student leaders and adult leaders to gather around. And if you need prayer, nobody's praying for you, you need to put your hand up when you come down here, okay? But tonight's about responding to a calling, responding to Jesus, responding to a calling Him to read Scripture more. What are you responding to? Be bold in that as you begin to sing. Don't stay in your seat if you're responding to what Jesus is to
to turn to the person on your right or left. Be bold and say, hey, you've been here for a few weeks with me now. You've been here for a while. I just need to know, do you know Jesus? And if they don't, maybe you need to walk down front with them and let's spend some time praying and pursuing Jesus. Let the opportunity pass. Don't let the moment pass. Father, we are so incredibly grateful that you love us. You love us beyond all measure, beyond all difficulties of our life, y'all, the pain of our life, y'all, the joys of our life, you love us so far beyond all of this, that you have incredibly good things in store for us in the days ahead. Every student here tonight, you have a calling upon their life, you have plans and purposes for their life. Father, I pray right now for any student in this building tonight, they're distracted by guys, distracted by girls, boyfriends, girlfriends. I pray for students tonight in this room that are, that are uh, uh, sexually active tonight. I pray that tonight something would change, Jesus. I pray for students tonight that addictions are rampant. That something would change tonight, Jesus. There's a calling upon you. There's a boldness that he wants to place in your life.
mind so good. I can't wait for this next season of One Life Youth. I can't wait to see the fruit of what you're doing in our hearts tonight, how you're stirring faith, how you're calling students into leadership, you're calling students into ministry context, you're calling students into business, you're calling students into deeper relationship with you, you're calling students to be bolder, more courageous in their faith. We're excited about the journey ahead, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you would empower every student that's responded to your call tonight. That respond, that, that, that as they respond, your spirit would empower them to be bold and courageous to follow through on the response, to dig into your word. That this is a turning point, a changing point for the days ahead. I pray, Jesus, as we go into our small groups in just a moment, that you continue to work. Let's have a great time celebrating and connecting and and, and talking about the future ahead. And I pray even as we leave tonight that your presence would go with us as I know it does into our homes, into the lives of our brothers and our sisters and our moms and our dads. That our homes will be illuminated with your grace and love and kindness and goodness and mercy. That people across this city can't stop talking about you, Jesus, and what's happening with you in this place. You're so good to us, Jesus, so kind, and we love you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We're going to head out to small groups. If you're a guest with us tonight,